you my message. I'm encouraged and intimidated because it's hard to preach that to you guys. Because, wow. Thank you. I hope you're blessed. I hope that song has encouraged you. In spite of what happens on Tuesday, know that he got you. He calls you by name. He holds your hand. He walks and talks with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's preach. We are coming out of Psalms 23. We are still dealing with verse 4, transitioning into 5. This is the 12th sermon of this series. Amen. We're reading out of the classic Alphafi. And it reads as such in our hearing. Yea, though I walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. For you are with me. Your rod to protect me, your staff to guide me, they comfort me. Hallelujah. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anointed my head with oil. My cup breaming. My cup runneth over. Hallelujah. The thought I want to bring from this is the oil of healing of our Savior's love. The oil of healing of our shepherd's love. Father, even now, hmm, increase your anointing. Increase your power. Lord, allow me to just be an instrument of your glory. Lord, I stand in need of you. Have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. David has given us a picture of the sheep, and they are still in the valley, but they are about ready to come out of the valley. I'm sure that they are asking the question, what is our shepherd doing? Why does he have me here? What's going on? Listen, the sheep don't understand the shepherd's intent. You will not always understand why God got you where you are. You can be right in his will. You can be doing right what you're supposed to do. And God will lead you in the valley to take you where he's taking you. But why are you in the valley? You don't understand. You can't tell me God gives you all the answers ahead of time. I, I believe he gives you something to hold on to. I believe he gives you a promise. He gives you a vision to let you know that though you're hurting right now, though it's hard right now, though it don't feel good right now, I still got you. I got a purpose for you. I'm not through with you. And sometimes the only thing you got to hold on to is knowing that God got you. His word is true and the vision he placed in your spirit. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? 
If it wasn't for the vision he's giving you, you never would have made it. If it wasn't for what God spoke to you, you would give up and die. But he keeps holding you steadfast to what he showed you and that you know that you love him. Listen, 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 listen. There, there, there is questions that are asked in the valley that, that he don't have to answer. Lord, why? What are you doing? Why you got me here? Don't you know I'm hurting? Lord, why are they doing what they doing? I haven't done nothing to them. Lord, Lord, Lord the situation's going from bad to worse. Lord, I don't like this. When are you going to change my circumstance? Lord, Lord, where are you? You don't understand that he's processing you. Listen, 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 listen. For the sheep, what has happened is on the lower terrain, they have ate all the grass and nutriment. And a good shepherd knows that if I take them to the higher range up in the mountain, then there's nutrients, there's grass, there's fields that are plenty for them. Where they need to be, what they need to be to become what they're going to be is on the other side of the valley. Can, can I say that? Where, where, where God trying to take you, his intent, his purpose for you is on the other side of the valley. Hallelujah. And you got to go through the valley to get to the other side. You, many of us, uh, one of our favorite verses is Jeremiah 29 11. You know the verse, you probably can quote it. He said, I, I, I know my plans towards you. It's for good, it's for favor. I have a plan, I have an intent, I got a purpose for you. But God says that while they are in captivity in Babylon. What was going on was they started doubting God's heart. They started doubting his intent. Have you been there? It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. And God speaks in the midst of their situation, saying, I know my heart towards you. I know my situation towards you. I know what I have planned for you. Stay right there. Don't go nowhere. I got you. I'm up to something. God is always up to something. God does not anything arbitrarily. He always planning. There, there's something on the other side. There's something. There's some place he's taking you. He's molding you. He's shaping you. It is 1 Peter chapter 6. He said, Count it all joy. What you mean count it all joy? When your faith is being tested. When you're being tried. When your faith is in the fire. He said, because I'm purifying you. I'm up to something. I'm doing what you can't see. But know that I got you. And I got intent for you that is good. You got to stop the noise. You can't go to everybody telling them your problem. You can't go to everybody let them know what you're going through because they would give you bad advice. Hallelujah. You got to stop the chatter. If, if they are not spiritual, if they're not coming to you with the word, if they're not coming to you with what God is saying, then I would hang up, shut it down, not tell them, act 
act like everything is fine because they don't have nothing to help me in my situation. People come to me for counseling and when they, and when they, when they are through telling me what I do before I give them the answer, I show them my wounds. I show them my stripes. I show them my hurts. I go where they at and a little bit lower. Because unless they understand, I understand. I don't have nothing to say to them. How can I say this? God has used everything I've gone through to minister to somebody else. So I, let, so, so I let them go down and down and down, and then I tell them my valleys, and my valleys are most times lower than their valleys. And then they look at me and say, how are you standing? How are you making it? How did you survive? And then I point up and say, he did it. Hallelujah. He did it. You, you don't understand what God is doing. God is preparing you to be used more greatly. God is preparing you to be a testimony of his goodness. God, God will use what you've been through to help somebody else. You can't comfort somebody if you haven't been through nothing. You, you, you can't tell them how to make it if you haven't been through it. See, 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 you can't show them step by step unless you've been stepping it out your own self. But if God's been working on you, you got a testimony, you got a story, and you can even tell the devil, I know what I'm talking about. Because I'm covered by the blood and I know where I've been and how he kept me. My, my brothers and sisters, listen to, listen to Psalms 103. He says, know that the Lord, he is God, is he who made us and not us ourselves. We are his people Watch it. And the sheep of his pasture. The pasture is the place where after the valley you lay down. You can't lay down in the valley. You can't take it easy in the valley. You got to be on guard in the valley. Matter of fact, you got to keep on stepping in the valley because there's, there's danger in the valley. Let me give you a picture. The, the shepherd knows where he's taking them. And he would stop them before they enter into the plain place, into, into the lust place. Because he goes to prepare everything to make sure it's safe. That's what it means that he prepares the table. That means there's an opening. Now it's full of grass. Now it's lust. He don't let the sheep run in. He tells them, stop. Stay here. Now, hold on. They, 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 they're still in the valley. There's an entryway to go into the opening, and he says, stop. Why? Because he goes to, before them to prepare it to make sure it's safe. How can I say this? Everything that looks good isn't good for you. Hallelujah. Though it sounds good and look good, it may be a trap. There may be danger. There may be. Don't, don't, don't listen to your mind. You better listen to your spirit. 
I know a lot of people who God told them, don't marry her, don't marry her, and they did. And then 10 years later, two years later, two months later, they wish they would have listened. God is always speaking, but the question is, are we hearing? Are we listening? He's giving direction. He's giving guidance. And he don't speak to your intellect. He don't speak to your emotions. He speaks to your spirit. He always talking. He always leading. He's always giving direction. The question is, are you spiritually open? Are you seeking the heart? We have, in many emphasis, made what God gave us to enjoy, we have made it our God. <laughs> whenever we have a desire, whenever we think about anything more than we think about him, that now is an idol. He has to be first. He's our creator. How is it that we can take what he created for us, and now we make it our creator because we want that more than we want him. The valley helps to, to move those things out the way where we recognize the only thing we really got is him. He's the best. He, he's everything. He's your source and resource. Everything that is good comes from him. God is always up to something in our life. So he tells them, hold on, stop. Hold on, stop. Why? Because he goes in the, 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 the area that is flush, that is full of vegetation, where they can't land down, where there's water. And then watch this. Then he calls them by name one at a time. Somebody said, wait a minute, why don't he just let them run in? Because the, the valley, the difficult, the storm has caused harm to each sheep. So what he does is he calls them one at a time so he can inspect them. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's personal. <laughs> he, he would deal with you like, like, like nobody else. He knows you. And when it says that he calls you by name, what it means is, is that he knows everything about you. He knows your needs. He knows your what. Whatever he has for you is designed for you. That he perfected it for you. Listen, God did this thing before the foundation of the world because God knows everything. So God knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly how you want it. He knows exactly what's going to bless you. He knows, say that with me. He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows me. Know everything about me inside and now. He, he knows how much I can take. He knows what I can't take. He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. So he calls them one by one. And watch this. And it says, and he anoints. He has prepared a place for you. Then he anoints. What's the anointing? The anointing is used as the healing of God because the valley has caused harm. Our situations have wounded our souls. He cannot allow us 
to walk into our, our prepared place still wounded by the valley. Some of us, the reason why God hasn't raised us higher is that we don't trust him no more because of the valley. Some of us have allowed the disappointments of life that we're stuck. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You can be a Christian and you're stuck, but you're really moving backwards. Okay? And, and God can't bless you because, and you don't have the favor of God, you don't have the peace of God because disappointment of hurt has made you not, instead of running to God, he calls you and you don't come. Uh, y'all need to hear this. Some of us, we, 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 we are out of the valley, but we act like we're still in the valley. We, we don't enjoy the goodness that is around us because we are so negative and so down because of what life did for us that we don't recognize that God is calling you out and you won't come. Oh, uh, come on now, come on now, come on. Come, listen, listen, so, so he wants to pour oil on you, but you won't come get your oil. Oil is used to, to heal the wounds. Oil, he binds up the, the heart. Look at Psalms 147, verse 3 and 4. 147, verse 3 and 4. He says, he says, he says, he says, he heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars, and he calls all by their name. Hold on, hold on. He starts off like with the sheep, and he said the stars. He said, because if I number the stars and call them by name, he said, then don't you know I got a number on you? Don't you know I know you by name? So I said, he said, I call you to me. Listen, I don't call you as a group. I call you by your intimate name. I call you by what you're most familiar by. <laughs> I call you that you know it's me that's calling you. Hallelujah. He said, I got relationship. I love you. So, so I don't call you by a group. I call you so that you know it's me calling you. And when I call you, I bring you onto myself. Now, watch this. It's one sheep at a time with me. This is personal time. And I pour my anointing, my Holy Spirit on you. And I healed all the hurts that life has thrown at you. I was mad at God one time. I, I have dealt with stories of people that, that if you knew what folks go through, if you know what they've been through, it will mess you up. Don't ever think you're the only one. Matter of fact, if you heard, heard some of the stories I know, you would weep here and cry. But, but God told me, he said, Tracy, if I couldn't heal it, I wouldn't allow it. Point them to me. Point them to me. And I seen God do some miraculous healing. And, and guess what? Here, here, here is, here is, here is. Michelangelo, he, he, he made the statue of David. But what I learned in my study is, Michelangelo wasn't the first one who started it. Another great artist started it 26 years before Michelangelo. He did the, the legs and then he quit. 
There was other people that looked at it and they saw this big block of marble and they said, no. Here, Michelangelo was 23 years old. And he, and he said, let me do it. Took him two years. The, the, the block, the, it is a block of marble. The statue is nearly 17 feet high. It weighed over 12,000 pounds. Michelangelo, what he saw was, he saw the image of David, the shepherd boy, in that big block of marble. Everybody else saw a big block. Michelangelo saw what was in his mind's eye. He said, if I just chip away the stuff that don't belong here, show his hand, show his hand, show his hand, show his hand. Look, the hand had veins in it. One of the hardest things to draw or to chisel is the hands. Your hands got a lot of bones in it. You can literally see the vein. Listen, with a hammer, and a chisel. He was so detailed in the work of it. His face, he either had eyeballs that was chiseled out. He got the locks of David's hair. Unreal, unbelievable. But guess what? God is working on you and I. In the valley, he's chiseling the stuff that is getting in the way of us being where he called us to be. Listen, God is not your genie in a bottle for you to rub the bottle and get what you want. You're his servant. Matter of fact, you are the picture of Christ. If Christ is the exact likeness of God the Father, and when you see Christ, you see God the Father, he's the express image of his glory, which means his character. What God wants to do with you, since he put the Holy Spirit in you, is that you will assemble Jesus so when people meet you, they get a sense of Jesus. Yeah. Listen, the, the, the oil that is poured on the sheep has a fragrance in it. Let me tell you what this fragrance is. There are these flies who get up in the sheep's nose and lay eggs. And then the larvae of the eggs, with their little magnets, begin to climb up in the sheep's head. They become so bothersome to the sheep that some sheep have been known to hit their head to death. Drives them crazy. There's ticks and fleas that will get in the wool of the sheep that will literally suck the life out of the sheep because they're sucking his blood. Did you know that Satan wants to do the same thing to you and I? Hallelujah. If there wasn't a protection around us, if there wasn't a guard around us, Satan would drive you crazy. Hallelujah. The only reason you got some portion of your sanity is that God's been keeping you. God been watching you. God had his hands on you. Listen, 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 listen. He so, so, so the anointing will have a fragrance to it that keeps the flies away because they don't like the smell. It kills the ticks and make the ticks let go of their grip. The mosquitoes came by. Then, then, then there's another, there's another reason. The, in the mating, mating season, the male sheep would bump heads. So what he would do would take a 
thick, almost Vaseline oil and put it on them so that when they bump, it glances. That means that when Satan throw a hit at you, it's not for a blow. That it glances off of you. Boxers put Vaseline on them. You know why? You don't cuddle when it has Vaseline. You know what God is doing with you? He said, I got you covered. I got you covered in all that you go through. See, he said, if I wasn't there, that would have knocked you out. But since I was there, you're still standing, aren't you? You're still praising, aren't you? You're still saying hallelujah. It might have hurt, but then he said, I bind up your heart. I fix the wounds. I will take it. Listen, that is after coming out of the valley, he makes you lay down in his lap. And he takes care of you. I don't know about you. But when I get in the presence of the Lord, he heals me. He speaks to me. He anoints me. He encourages me. He bothers. See, some of us are so anxious about what's going to happen on Tuesday. But even if it doesn't go our way, my God is still God. Hallelujah. He's still in control. He still got healing anointing for us. So hold on to God's unchanging hand. It's not about Trump. It's not about Biden. It's about the Lord who sits high and looks low. You got to know who hands you're in. You got to know who hands you're in. I'm not going to lie. The flies and their eggs run me crazy. Listen, I know he got us. I know he loves us. Peter says that, that in the fire, in the valley, he purifies the gold with me. He purifies your faith. It's Matthew 5, 8, and this is what it says. He says, he says, he says, the, the, the pure in heart sees God. If you got a lot of mess in your heart, you don't see him. Oh, you don't hear me. We see God out of the content of what's in our, the essence of who we are. If he don't rid us of us, we can't see him. Not too long ago, God said, Tracy, you know why I've been having you here? It's not because of sin. He said, it's because you have the ability to be strong. You gird up. You gird up. You know what God said to me? He said, I had to break that. I thought that was my strength. He said, because where I'm taking you, if you would have gird up, the devil would have killed you. I had to make you realize that what you counted as your strength where I'm taking you is your weakness. He said, I had to get you that you feel vulnerable and uncomfortable in your own, own vulnerability so that you would count on my anointing. He said, what I have to do is anoint every area. It has to be the Holy Spirit that got you. It has to be my word that keeps you. You got to lean and depend on me in every area. I'm speaking to somebody. God's trying to strip you of you because where God's taking you, you can't withstand the weight 
of the trouble that's coming your way. But the Holy Spirit is your help. The Holy Spirit is your strength. The Holy Spirit will anoint you that when the devil comes at you, you can rise up and say, by his blood and by my testimony, I know he kept me. I know he walks with me. I know he talks with me. I know he got me by my hand. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. He's calling you by name. He's pouring his anointing on you. He will heal your broken heart. He will take away your pain. He will meet you where you at to take you where you need to be. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. Run to it. He's calling you. He's calling you by name. He's telling you to come to it. Listen, he will know why I hurt you. He got good for you. He got an anointing for you. He got purpose for you. There's healing in his hands. That oil will heal you. That oil will cleanse you. That oil will lift you. That oil will empower you. It's the whole oil of the power of the Holy Ghost. He's calling you by name. Listen, no matter how deep it is, there's healing in the name of Jesus. There's wholeness in the name of Jesus. There's some number that's going to come out. Because I want you to accept him. Ask him to come into your life if you don't know him. If you have, if you have lost your way, call him back. Say, Lord, I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home to you. Tell him, here I am, Lord. In the house, if you're here today and you are out of fellowship, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I got some ministers back there. Ministers, stand up. He's the one. Talk to them. They will pray with you if you need special prayer, if you need special cover. Because we're living in hard times. But our God is best in our trouble. Today, call that 400 number. If you're on live, if you're on streaming, and the Lord, somebody will answer, somebody will call you back so that they can pray with you. Oh, there's healing in his hands. Oh, there's wholeness in his hands. Oh, he's good. Yes, he is. He's good. I'm going to pray with you that the choir is going to come. Father, even now, I hear you calling. And you called us by that. You called us with your love. You're calling us with your purpose. You're calling us to your goodness. Lord, you got an oil that you will pour on us. And there's comfort there. There's healing there. There's wholeness there. Lord, the devil has to back up. Our trouble cease because we're in your presence. So Lord, hear the cries that are going up. Meet them where they are. Let them know you're there. That you promise never to leave us, not forsake us. 
Oh Lord, even now, fall on us. Lord, fall on us. Your anointing, your presence, your oil. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, Jesus, thank you. 